Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Who knew that some of the basics of being a good and healthy person could actually turn toxic? Well, they certainly can and often do when you're in a relationship with one of those relentlessly difficult people I call a hijackal. These are the people who hijack relationships for their own needs and purposes and then scavenge those relationships for power, status, and control. So tonight's episode is going to focus on how if you give up too much, then empathy and compassion, two things that are in the, yes, let's have more of that in our life category, can turn toxic. And it's important to see that empathy is a good thing. Too much empathy is not. Compassion is a good thing. Too much compassion can be debilitating. So where's the point when it goes toxic? How do you know and what's happening in your relationship? Today's episode, I hope to give you the clarity and insights you need to keep compassion and empathy healthy and in the category of appropriate for a good relationship and tell you also how to avoid letting it slip into toxicity because it's wise to see and feel the point when that all shifts. I'm sure that this will help you understand some of the things that go on in a relationship with a hijacker. You've probably heard someone say too much of a good of a good thing, um, and and that whole idea that there can be too much of a good thing. Well, we're kind of on the cusp of that when we're discussing this difference between healthy empathy and compassion and toxic empathy and compassion. You know, compassion is our concern for the suffering and misfortune of other people. Well, there are certain kinds of hijackals who want to dig deeply into your compassion and always want you to be thinking about their feelings, how they are, how they could fall off the turnip truck and go into a deep depression and how you're responsible for never letting them fall there. And these are people who have covert Um, narcissistic tendencies, and they're always playing the poor me card. They're always playing the victim. So they are tying in and tying up to your empathy and compassion and endeavoring to keep you out of balance. And one of the things that will happen in that case when you become out of balance is you will become an enabler. And I've talked about that a lot because it's so important to see 
know there's a fine line between when you are being appropriate and when you become an enabler or when I could. And an enabler is a person who doesn't let other people take responsibility or accountability for what's happening to them. They jump in and they endeavor to fix or rescue or solve or make the consequences of another person's poor behavior go away. You know, see if there are no consequences to another person's poor behavior, they'll just keep doing what they're doing. And hijackals want to keep doing what they're doing. So they want you to enable them and they're attracted to that. So for you to see that enabling is what happens when compassion turns toxic. It's toxic to you, not to them. It's toxic to you. And when you remove accountability from someone, you're not letting them be an adult. Same goes with when you remove responsibility from someone. They have no accountability, no responsibility. Therefore, whatever is the incentive for them to do the right thing? And so we see that. And then we start making up stories in our head about, oh, they've had a terrible life. Oh, they've been wronged by other partners. Oh, I should forgive them for this, that, and the other thing. And certainly forgive them. You'll never forget, but never condone their behavior. Never mix up forgiving it for condoning it. That's a big piece to keep in mind, isn't it? Because sometimes when you think of forgiveness, you think of saying, oh, that's all right. No, it's not all right. It is not all right. That would be condoning the behavior. We can't excuse behaviors or pretend they're not intended to hurt. Just because you understand why a person is toxic doesn't undo their behaviors doesn't take away the fact they intended to hurt you. And I did an episode on that a while back on do narcissists hurt you on purpose. So you can look that one up. And, and you know, you can always find all of those um, on the website at emergingempower.com. Just hit the podcast button. So you can look more deeply into that. But if you have compassion and it turns to toxic compassion and it's coming from a hijackal, you can know it's not real, but it's being used to reel you in. And if you can see that distinction, that can be really helpful to you. Their compassion is not real. They're just trying to open you up so they can hear your vulnerabilities, your fears, anything so they can weaponize it in the future. So it's not real. It's to reel you in. And your compassion becomes toxic when you no longer matter. And helping the hijackal takes precedence over everything. When you become much, much more concerned about the needs of the hijackal than you are about your own needs or the needs of your children or other people in your life. And empathy is very similar because it's the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. 
Now, we all know that hijackals are empathy deficient. So you may try to make up for that. You'll be super understanding. You'll super jump in to make excuses for them and you will become an enabler and it will happen. You'll slide into it and then it takes a long time to crawl back out. So it's a good thing to be an empathetic person. An empathetic person listens to you and captures how you really feel. And they do it because they care. But a hijackal does it to, to listen and exploit and weaponize your vulnerabilities. There's a very big difference between the empathy and the toxic empathy coming from the hijackal. And it turns to toxic empathy when you give too much for too long with nothing in return. You become overly dependent and overly identifying with the hijackal and with their feelings and their needs and their emotions and their sensitivities and their expectations. And you've really gone over to the dark side and you know it. You know it. You lost, you're losing yourself and you can take on their needs and their anxiety and their stress and their demands. Um, and then it'll keep you from taking care of your own life and your own needs and your own responsibilities and your children. So when you get in hijackal, involved with a hijackal, you can find that they demand to come first, even before your children. And be careful for that. That's a topic for another day, but it's important to see that, truly important to see it. Toxic empathy means you let the hijackal's feelings or expectations or thoughts or needs take you over. You think about it for a moment. How much of the time do you spend thinking about what's the hijackal going to think? What are they going to need? What do they want? What are they going to find fault with? Have I forgotten anything? Oh, so much real estate in your head taken up by a hijackal. And you begin to become enmeshed and you lose your identity. You lose yourself. And it's you have become identified with the hijackal. And that is an unhealthy kind of selflessness truly unhealthy because you have been taken over and you may not recognize it. And then when you do recognize it, it's a big task to emerge empowered again. And remember, that's the name of my community. If you want to join us and talk about all these things and get three group Ask Me Anything Calls with Me a month, go on over to joinintoday.com, joinintoday.com. And we can talk about emerging empowered because we need to emerge empowered from being submerged in the thoughts, feelings, needs, wants, demands of an hijackal. We really do. And so if you go on a diet of what's eating the hijackal, you will definitely suffer from emotional malnutrition, which I spoke about in another recent episode. So you might say, oh, you know, we're so on the same page. And that may be your rationalization for staying in the relationship. But what you need to recognize is the hijackal is in a different songbook. They truly are. 
and it is not shared. And you are in danger of over-empathizing. If you over-empathize, you're going to lose yourself. You're going to give up on your values. You're going to give up on your vision for your life. You're going to give up on your beliefs. You're going to be submerged by their demands. You're going to give up on your goals or your desires or your dreams. And that makes a hijackle very happy because they have ultimate power over you. They have taken everything from you and you gave it thinking that you were going to create a healthy relationship. And when the penny drops that this is in no way ever going to be a healthy relationship is the minute that you begin to come out of that dismal place and say, whoa, there's a lot of work to be done here, but it's important work and I'm going to do it for myself and my children. Um, Because if you give yourself away, if you give up on yourself, if you abandon yourself in a sense, where are your children going to get their sense of self? Where are you going to give away your entire life to try and make somebody happy? And that somebody being a hijackle is dedicated to never being happy. Because that's the case. No matter what you do, no matter how perfectly you do it in order to meet the needs of a hijackle, they will always move the marker. It will never be enough. I'm sure that you've noticed that. You know, the hijackle is thrilled when you have given yourself up and over completely. It's that total gotcha, you know, okay, and now I have you at my beck and call, totally at my mercy. And then, you know, very, very difficult to find the energy to move on. But that's what these podcast episodes are all about. That's what the Emerging Empowered community is all about. Then if you need more to talk to me about and you want to speak to me privately, you can take advantage of my one-time, one-time, one-hour opportunity to talk directly with me for only $97. Go to beaclient.com, beaclient.com. So what happens when you over-identify, over-empathize with a hijackal? Well, the first thing is you lose your ability to make your own decisions in your own best interest. You have put yourself on hold in order to let the other person have what they want or to express how they want, or in the hijackal's case, to demand that you let them do what they want, and they dismiss and discount and degrade your ideas. So the first thing is you lose that ability to make your own decisions in your own way and in your own best interest because they want that power and control. So if you have over-empathized, over-identified, given them too much compassion, you will find that at least in some areas, you have given them your ability to make your own decisions. And they've probably convinced you that their decisions are better than yours anyway, right? Because that they do that regularly. Another way that you can recognize that you're over-empathizing is that you feel exhausted. Everything feels like you just climbed a, a 20-mile hill. 
it's you feel some resentment but you're kind of fuzzy about the resentment. It doesn't feel good. And then you tell yourself, oh, well, a nice person, a good person, a person who's committed to a relationship wouldn't have resentment <clears throat> for the hijackal taking over their lives. Well, I hope that you do pay attention to that resentment because it's inappropriate for someone to take over your life. And when you're your whole being screams through exhaustion, have a really good sit down and ask yourself, what's up with this? It's not that you are not sleeping well. It's that you have been robbed of a sense of well-being. And there is too much emphasis on you taking care of somebody else's thoughts, feelings, needs, and wants, and not taking care of your own. Because we must find balance in everything. We must find it. Another sign is you look at the world through the hijackal's eyes and not your own anymore. You've lost you. You've just lost you. And you know, when you realize that, yes, it's a sad moment, but it's also, I hope, a brilliant, vibrant moment when you realize, I'm going to get myself back. I am not going to give myself, lose myself in a hijackal. So um, I have, I found a list of six signs that you are already experiencing a toxic empathy situation. And these are from Life Stance Health. So I'll just read them to you and see if these apply. Just think about this. These are signs that you may be experiencing toxic empathy. The first one is you're pitying other situations often and use it as a justification if they're mean and unpleasant towards you. Whoa, that sounds pretty hijackly, doesn't it? You're pitying other people's situations and you you use it to justify their meanness and their unpleasantness. That happens a lot in hijackal relationships. The second one is giving in to others' demands easily and find it difficult to say no or refuse. Isn't that the case? The more you're with a hijackal, the more they want, the less they want you to have, and you lose your voice often and you need to get it back. You can get it back too. Number three is unintentionally physically replicating the other person's stress. So you feel the same things. You have the same knot in your stomach or clammy hands. You're over-identifying with the person even throughout your body. And number four is emotionally mirroring another's pain and feeling persistent emotions of sadness and suffering for a long period of time. So when you're around a very depressed person, you will tend to become depressed as well. And much as you might want to, not want to, and you might be quite resistant to it, you will at times have those feelings for most people. And that's experiencing toxic empathy. Number five is feeling exhausted physically and psychologically after interacting with people. It's so much work to interact with the hijackal. And then you have very little left for other people. So you're always tired. 
And the last one that Life Stance Health offered was being unable to complete or fulfill your own responsibilities because you feel overwhelmed by your feelings. Did any of you identify with that? Does that seem to be something that happens to you? I can clearly see that. And I think it is a natural progression of being with a hijackal. So as soon as you see it, resolve to do something about it. You don't have to change it in a day. Baby steps and nanoseconds are just fine. Be gentle with yourself. This was a process that occurred. It took you over, over a period of time. You became over empathetic to the toxic level. You became over compassionate to a toxic level. And now you have to regain yourself. And you're worth it. You truly are. So I have four things I want to share with you that are signs that you're you're we've really fallen into toxic empathy and that you could relate to directly. So the first one is you are an enabling person. You are justifying the bad behavior of another. Have you given up and just justified that's just the way they are? Or how do you make excuses for them? Do you rationalize why they're like that? Do you stop expecting better? Have you given up your own boundaries because they don't like boundaries? What have you done to enable them so that you are not letting other people experience the consequences of their own behavior? You're running interference, trying to save them from themselves. That's not an adult thing to do, particularly not a healthy adult thing to do. So if that sounds even vaguely familiar, listen to some of the episodes, read some of the materials, go to um, relationshipprograms.com and find uh, my seminars and ebooks and um, courses all there for you at relationshipprograms.com. So that was number one. You may be enabling. Number two is you give too much and seldom say no. So you learn that yes makes them happy. And that's just such a load off. And so while overwhelming and submerging your own needs, thoughts, and feelings and wants, you say yes to them anyway. You don't matter anymore. You simply don't matter. You just give too much and you have become, yes, whatever you want kind of person. And you've even forgotten, perhaps, that you do have the ability to say no. Now, it's not easy. They don't like you to say no to them. I understand that completely. However, healthy people know how to say no. And healthy people know how to hear your no. So keep that in mind. When you're dealing with a hijackal, you need to start saying yes to yourself. And sometimes that sounds like no to them. But say yes to yourself. Keep saying yes to yourself. Number three, sadly, if you're a long time with a hijackal, you can get ill. You can actually have physical manifestation 
you kind of get too much inflammation in the body often. And so it's constantly being triggered by the fight or flight arousal system and inflammation is the result. So you could end up with autoimmune diseases or digestive problems. And that could be just based on the fact that you have been overly compassionate and toxically uh, empathetic. So this might be the very episode that allows you to say, I need to get back into some balance here. And the last one, number four, is you find that you're falling into toxic empathy when you just can't think straight and you can't get things done anymore. And that just becomes paralytic or you're too exhausted, or you're paralyzed and exhausted, and you just don't complete things. And doesn't that just play in the hijackal's favor? Because when you can't do things with some efficiency, then they can be angrier. They can be more degrading, more belittling, more discounting, more dismissive. And it, it becomes a lethal kind of circus. So if you find yourself at the place where you can't think straight and you can't get things done, you're probably overly concerned with the agenda and the emotional agenda of a hijackal. So ask yourself, do the hijackal's needs come before mine in my own mind? Have you got to the place where that's what you think first? What will the hijackal think? You don't think, what do I think of that? You think, what will the hijackal think? You may be overly empathetic. And do you think you're being nice or good, giving up your life for them? They'll demand that you do it, but does that make you nice or good? It certainly doesn't make you healthy. But sometimes we've been taught that, you know, just give, 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 and people will like you. No. A hijackal will take, 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 and they still won't like you. So some of these equations certainly don't play out when you're dealing with hijackals. So we are always balancing. I don't think we're ever balanced. We are always daily balancing, balancing our needs, our wants, our thoughts, our feelings, uh, all of those things. And we need to be balancing in our relationships too, because you matter. And you know, I say that at the end of every podcast, but here is a good example. If you have become overly compassionate or overly empathetic to the point of toxicity, there is no equality, there is no balance, and therefore you are not behaving as though you matter. And the hijackal will not behave as though you matter. You know that. That's not on their agenda because only they matter. So it becomes imperative to see where that flip is from healthy empathy and healthy compassion to toxic compassion and toxic empathy. And I hope this has caused you to think about a few things. And maybe as you think of them, you'll make some decisions in your own favor and take back your life. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence 
for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.